The Jericho Network on Westwood One. This is One on One with Mitch LaFond, the podcast where the rockers talk, part of the Talking Metal Digital Podcasting Network. Now, here's your host, Mitch LaFond. Welcome to One on One with Mr. Fawn and joining me on this episode from the band Armored Saint. It is singer John Bush. We talk about their new live album, Carpe Noctum, which of course means Seize the Night. We look back at his storied history and all kinds of other stuff. Before checking out John, please check me out on Twitter at Mitch Lafon, M-I-T-C-H-L-A-F-O-N. And now, here is the one, the only, in his car and on his Bluetooth... That's exactly how we love our interviews. Uh, Here is the one, the only, John Bush. We are speaking with Armored Saint vocalist John Bush. The new album is Carpe Noctum, which, by the way, I've been listening to for some reason. It's been available on Spotify for quite a bit. And uh, it really is a powerful, powerful album. Um, So let's talk about that first. Just... uh, what was the, the idea sure. behind Pledge Music and uh, getting a live album out? Um, well, the Pledge Music campaign was, was really kind of uh, there to help us fund the Queensryche dates that we did here in America um, in mid-November to mid-December. Um, because quite frankly, we couldn't do the tour if we didn't have some kind of financial help because we just weren't making enough money. And um, we would have been traveling in uh, some kind of poverty ways that would be quite uncomfortable for guys in their 50s at this point. So um, so we had to have a little help. Used, back in the day, you used to get help from your record company, and they would give you tour support and all that. But uh, there's uh, there's new ways to do it now, and Pledge Music was one um, one source. So we we... We went for it, and uh, by doing that, it, I guess we did a lot of things that were um, uh, we made a lot of stuff available for a lot of fans that were very excited about uh, things like um, sign guitar, new live record, getting it in advance, um, to lyrics that I rewrote of old songs and the lyrics from When Hands Down, and just all kinds of stuff and old mic. So. Um, we, we did this to kind of help, like I said, fund the tour so we could kind of make a little bit of money and be able to do it at the same time. And the live record was actually originally planned for those people that were part of the Pledge Music campaign, and that's why there's only right. eight songs on it. And there was there has been some complaining by some fans that it's not enough, and I get it. Um, I totally understand and, and agree, actually. But like I said, the original plan was just to do it for the Pledge Music fans. And then once we realized, well we have this cool sounding live record and we should probably make it available for everybody. So that's why it's coming out in February and, and, um, and now it's going to be available for the general public. So, yeah, but it, it does sound awesome. We're very proud of the way it came out and the production sounds great and captures armored saying the right way live raw the way we are. The way you are now. I know you're in a car right now heading up to uh, to some place, but what is going on? There's all kinds, all kinds of noise. It's wonderful. Um, I'm so sorry. I apologize for that. Uh, I, it's actually quite quiet in my car right now. It's probably just our connection. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in traffic in Los Angeles. Imagine that. But yeah, there you go. Um, um, but uh, that said, uh, when hands down, which uh, came out in 2015, 
was absolutely phenomenal. A great return to form for the band. Just a, just a solid, solid album. Um, talk, talk to me a little bit about having put that one together, and where are we in terms of the next new one? Huh. We're nowhere right now. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, Win Hands Down was great. We love it. We think it was uh, a big, giant step for Armored Sane, and it set the bar quite high, in our opinion. Um, we felt like the songwriting, it just it really evolved from, from everything that we've done in the past, but yet still sounded like classic saint but just sounded modern at the same time so um which is not easy to do when you're a band around 30 years old so you you know you kind of try to make something that sounds like what the band's origin is and yet still do something that sounds like it's uh, evolving and not stuck into some kind of time warp so uh, i think that's what we did and we did it quite well and you know when it comes to making a new record i mean i certainly love making music and i love writing lyrics and I would like to do something. We just haven't got really around to figuring out when, how, how that will go, and what we'll do. And um, I, you know, I've always said that, or at least I've said lately that the most important thing is to to write great songs, at least what we think are great quality songs, and then everything else kind of happens from there. So um, you know, we could always play. We're a band that has a bunch of records, and we're kind of you know one of these. Uh, you know, bands just we have a long history and um quite honestly i don't think we need a new record to go out and do some shows but um it's always nice and it's kind of a you know it gives it, there's a scoop behind it if you if you do but but it has to be we have to make music that is the that's the the, the primary reason if we're going to put out a record to, to put out songs that we think are great and not just hey we can put out a record and then that will enable us to do some songs and and let's do that. And, you know, that's not really the, the the idea behind it. The idea for us is to just if we have some great songs for uh, a new record, then that will be the, the main reason to to make a new album. And then then we could play some shows from there. Is is making a new album at this point overrated in the sense that you're right. You, you are a brand name. You can put your name on the marquee. You can go and do the clubs and all Nobody really wants to hear the new song anyway, sort of, right? Um, is it overrated? Some people do. <laughs> Some do. I do. But a lot of people, you know, as Dee Snyder would say, well, it's the P-Break song, which is unfair, I think. But, um, yeah. Well, I think it depends on how good the songs are, really, and how good the record is, quite honestly. You know, the, the fans determine how much they like something and whether or not they think it's just something that is really a P-Break. And, um, and, you know... That's not why we want to make records, and, and that's why we've only made three in 15 years, probably. So, um, you know, I think, yeah, I, I, I mean, you don't have to, and um, some bands probably shouldn't even bother, quite honestly. I, I won't mention, you know, what who I think. That's that's my personal opinion um, as a fan of, of, of certain groups. But, yeah, I mean, you, you know, bands who have been around 20, 30 years, they don't need to make a new record. They could go out and play some different material that they don't play instead of the same old songs. And that's always would be a nice thing. And that's what we try to do too. And we just did a tour where we were the support act on 90% of the gigs. And we still ended up playing about 21 songs, which I was real proud of because, um, you know, sometimes bands just play the same song, the same, like I cannot play the same 10 songs that we've been playing for the last 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. It's, to me, that's just mailing it in, and I, I don't want to do it. And, 
sometimes Gonzo and I would have conflict about it because, you know, he wants to do something that he thinks is just going to be a steady, consistent thing every night and that'll help his drumming. And I get it. And I totally understand that. And I've said, dude, we're not a, this is not a Broadway musical. We're, we're a band who has a bunch of different records and we should play a bunch of different songs. And, and to me, that makes me happy. I don't want to keep, here we go again. Here we go. I know we have to play certain songs. We, you know, obviously there's certain songs that are a requirement that Armored Saint plays live, and I get it, and we do that. But other than that, I like to mix it up and change the set, and I think it keeps things fresh and keeps the band on their toes, and that's what I want to do. So certainly, old older bands, they could they could change their set around and probably play a bunch of different material, and then they wouldn't have to make a new record that might be not very good. But our last record is very good, and we're real proud of it. And if we make another record, then it should be because we think we made a great record and not just, hey, we can go play some shows. Let's put out a mediocre new record. Yeah. Now, um, speaking of bands that, that sort of do the same old, same old and haven't really changed the set list in many years, you once uh, were part of the Kiss, Kiss My Ass regrooved uh, compilation, and you did the song She. Um, what was that like working in that environment? You know, everybody was under the impression that these are these bands that are putting together the, the favorite songs, and it turns out it was a little more controlled than that. Um, but how was it for you uh, singing She and, and, and being in there with Simmons and Stanley and, and working on those songs or that song? Well, that was fun. That was that was really cool and to be part of that. It, it was it felt like it was in an onslaught at that point of, of tribute records. Um, that was fairly kind of the beginning of that, or at least it seemed like it. Um, obviously, the guys in Anthrax and myself we were big Kiss fans early on, especially when when we, you know, were really young. Uh, as a matter of fact, Kiss was the first band I ever saw in concert at Anaheim Stadium, 1976 Destroyer tour. So I was there, and you know, that was the first show I ever went to. So I, I certainly have a history with that band, and. And being a big fan, I also was at the forum shows that were that were recorded for Alive too. Um, so uh, yeah, I I experienced a lot of cool Kiss moments back in the day. Um, so to be part of that and to, to work with those guys and you know they are legends and it was it was an honor. Um, and there were some really cool groups on that that were different, like Garth Brooks and Lenny Kravitz. Um, wasn't Toad the Wet Rocket even on that? Or, yeah, they did. Uh, some rock and roll all night. Your, I mean, Anthrax was probably like the most heavy metal of all the groups on it. So yeah, it was really. Yeah, it was. A, it was a great little project. Um, and, and without getting into the entire history of Anthrax, we've been down that road a million times before. I just want to take you back quickly to Sound of White Noise. Um, that was sort of your first. Well, it was your first introduction to to the band. Looking back on it now. Um, you know, are you happy with the album? Are you proud of the album? Do you think, oh, there's something we could have fixed here and there? Just sort of walk me through that moment and what that album means to you, just vocally and, you know, as a performer. Well, I'm proud of all the records I've made with Anthrax, and I think they're all pretty killer in their own way. Um, so that's how I feel, you know, in everything I've done. Um, you know, obviously there's always something you could have done a little different, uh, being creative in a different kind of way. I mean, there's always that possibility, but all in all, I was really proud of the, the record that we made there. Um, you know, Sound of White Noise was the first thing we ever did, and um, it's it's a it's a record 
that I think was kind of ahead of its time a little bit. In all honesty, it was certainly um, Anthrax kind of changing their sound a little bit um, to kind of fit in with what was happening musically at that time. And this was the '90s, and it was it was evolving, and we were embracing that. So, um, you know, we it, I think we rem- we spent a little too much time mixing it. Um, I feel like it was like a, a month long process, and that's way too long. Um, probably overthought it a little bit here and there in, in, retro, in retrospect, but you know, I don't think it affected the record in a negative way. It probably just ended up costing more money, um, but it was fun to work with Dave Jordan, who I worked with just before that on Symbol Salvation. So I did two records back to back with Dave and also his engineer at the time, Brian Carlstrom, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Um, it was great to be with those guys and, and, um, Annette, who's another engineer who worked on, on both of those records as well. Um, it was just a great vibe with them. And um, Dave Jordan he's made some classic records through the years. Alice in Chains, Chains Addiction. So I love working with Dave. And, uh, you know, I, I think Sound of White Noise is, is an amazing record. I'm super proud of it. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, for, for whatever reason, they don't play the songs from your era. Do you see yourself, or if the fans demanded it, would you consider doing a, a solo show where you featured those songs or, or somehow get the, you know, perform it for them in, in some capacity? Um, you know, I haven't really thought about it, honestly, um, as far as doing something like that. <clears throat> you know, I understand why they don't want to. I understand why Joey doesn't want to. I, I really, truly get it. Um, so I don't, I, I wish they would play some songs in all honesty, but I, I understand why he doesn't really want to do it and why they don't do it because they have they have two new records that they put out since since uh, I left the band and they obviously have a long history of, of records prior to that so um, and they could change their set around a bit too so um, I get it but um, I don't know you know maybe one day do something I don't I haven't really thought in what context where how any of that stuff um, I don't know if there's a demand for it you know, somebody told me the other day that none of the records that I made with Anthrax are even on Spotify, which is really uh, disappointing. So um, I think there's some stuff to work out on a business level because the first two records were records that we actually got back from Electra when we left Electra, and then you can license them, but that's you could do that for a period of time, and then you know that ends, and then you can relicense them through somebody else. I don't know. We, we got to figure out how to like make those records available and, and do it right. Volume 8 was on a label that's not even existing anymore. So it's, and then I think Sanctuary Records re-released it, but um, I don't even know if they're a company anymore. I don't know. So it's, you know, it'd be, it'd be great if those records were available properly so people can get them. I know you can get them on iTunes, but um, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. One day, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because we'll I... You know, I don't, I don't want to see those songs die in, in a sense. And and contextually, doing them with Armored Saint would probably, well, in fact, would be very funky. So I would hope that you would think of doing something. Um, of course, I just never thought of myself as like a solo artist at all. I think I would kind of laugh at myself to think of myself that way. So um, I don't know. You well, know, well okay, that, that, that's an interesting thing. Why haven't you thought of yourself as a solo artist? I mean, you could certainly get a drummer and a bass player who would want to play with you, because, I mean, you are John Bush. You, 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 are, you, you do have a great metal voice. 
I'm sure you could get a few guys to saddle up and hit the road and, and make an album. But no. Yeah, well, if I did it, I'd probably want to make like an R&B album or something because that's that's my favorite. Some of my favorite music is like old school '70s soul music. So that's what I would want to do. Which I don't think the metal community would be probably too keen about. So um, I don't. I don't know. I, Armored Saint fulfills my um, need for making hard rock metal music at this point in my life, and uh, I'm 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 okay with that at this point. But wouldn't that also be sort of the point of a solo album to explore different avenues? Because, listen, if you did a, a an album like you just described, I would certainly support it because I, I it would be nice to see you outside of just the metal guy. I think that I think that would be interesting. I'm pretty sure fans would think so too. Yeah, well, you're you're open-minded, Mitch. I don't know how many uh, how much the heavy metal community would be as equally open-minded as you are when it comes to that, but. Um, I, I don't know, you know, I, 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 I love to sing and it would be cool to do something differently musically. Um, I guess I'm just honest about it and whether or not that would be something that would, I mean, number one is you have to fund it, you have to make it, I don't know, I, these days you could probably do that cheap. Well, cheaper. Pledge Music, you go right back to Pledge Music, there you go, <laughs> see? Yeah, I don't know. Problem yeah. solved. Um, I, I appreciate the support, that's nice of you. The, uh, <laughs> The band, of course, like you said, was on the road with Queensryche from November to almost Christmas, and you've got some dates coming up in March and then later on in May. It is my perception, perhaps incorrect, that the band is not always active. You, you're, you sort of come and go. You're, you're not doing you know, 200 dates a year. You're not putting out albums every six months. Is that sort of how you like it, this sort of, we'll just do stuff when it's right, rather than sort of work it, work it, work it, work it, work it? Yeah, I think that's what makes it cool, actually. Um, there was people that on this last run had seen us in 25 years in places like Florida and Baltimore and uh, maybe, you know, the Pacific Northwest. And I think it's exciting. I, believe it or not, I actually think bands overplay, quite honestly. Um, I get it because that's a way for people to earn a living. And so touring is the one area that you can kind of rely on, especially when record sales are tanking as they are. But... Um, yeah, I don't think it's one of those things like, oh, here comes this band through town again. Um, that's certainly not what I want to do anyway, because I have other things that I'm doing in my life, like raising my family and my kids, and I have a business with my wife that I help out with, and um, so I just don't want to be on the road that much. It's, I, I, that was my mindset back in 05 when I actually left Anthrax for the first time. So, um, But I flip it and make it a positive thing also to think, well, you know, you don't know when Armored Saint's going to play, so you should go check it out because it, it, it could be a long time. And I think that's why it's exciting when we do play. And because we're not just, hey, here we do it again, you know, night number 150, you know, let's go. Um, you know, it's always exciting when we know we're going to play because it's, it's infrequent. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it certainly does keep it... Um exciting for the fans to try to track you down now we mentioned the march dates and the may dates is that it for 2017 or do you think that there will be some june dates and there will be some september dates or you sort of like let's keep it at these 10 kind of thing well that's all we got right now right. <laughs> so that's all we have planned um i don't think we'll do anything in europe this summer because it probably would have already been asked because most of those festivals are booked like a year in advance um uh and we did some festivals last year and they were great uh, we hadn't played in spain in our 
history and that was really cool to go there and we did the Barcelona Metal Fest. We finally went to Japan in October. That was awesome. Uh, I mean, I would love to get to South America at some point because Armored Saints never played there. Certainly play in Mexico one day because, you know, three-fifths of this band is Mexican and we've never been there, which is kind of lame. So um, it'd be nice to do that. But, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We're going to to Britain and we're playing in Manchester and Birmingham, two cities we've never played. And that's exciting because, you know, we we, we always feel like back in the day, we felt like we were an English band or we wanted to be, you know. And um, so it'll be exciting to do that. And we've never played in Wales and we're playing the Hammerfest and that'll be cool, too. So um, it's fun to play places that we've never been to. Well, that's... Certainly can come back to uh, to Canada, Montreal, and Ottawa, and and we'll finish with this. Uh, I just always yeah, I don't know to... the last I don't know the last time we played Montreal. As a matter of fact, it might be the Metallica date with Wasp. I don't know if we've ever played Montreal besides that one tour in March of the Saint. Quite honestly, you know, I'm trying to think. My memory is clouded because, uh, listen, I saw you on the Polywog Festival and I saw you in the Volume 8 Festival with, uh, what was it, Pantera and uh, yeah. Sebastian Bach. And there were, there yeah. was, uh, I played there with Anthrax many times. Well, that's I, it. I don't, yeah, I don't think Armored Saint played at least Montreal and Quebec since 85. We played yeah. Toronto after that, and, but I don't think we played Montreal since the first album. Well, that is something that uh, needs to be rectified, so we'll have to figure that I out. Know. But I but, love Montreal, it's a cool city, and I would like to go to a Canadians game and take my son. Hey, let's make it happen. Well, I, I can help. That's my primary motivation besides I, playing for fans. I can, I can help uh, make that happen. Uh, and we'll finish with this. Um, you've done voiceover work. Uh, is that something that you still do? And sort of what are the challenges of doing voiceover work? Um, I yearn to do it, yeah. It's um, been a little slow of late, but um, it was fun to have a campaign that I did back in like 07 through 09 with Burger King, and it was really fun and really uh, lucrative. And um, I feel like it's a creative outlet for for my voice. It's like using it in a different capacity, so um, I was really into it. Um, It gets a little harder these days because you have a lot of big-time actors who have entered that world and they are they they make it very competitive so um yeah but you know i i i've done some a little bit of like i did a thing for like mcdonald's where it was a, a television station in in the mcdonald's which whatever it's mcdonald's but hey you know it was a job and um and that was that was neat and i also did something a documentary for a buddy of mine who put out a heavy metal documentary and i i did the VO for that. Um, commercials are always still fun. Uh, like I said, it's just a little more competitive, but I do think it's, uh, I, I feel like it's just a natural uh, way to use my voice in a different way, so I dig it. Yeah, no, it's great. And uh, John, it's always a pleasure. I know you're, you're heading off to what, to do snowboarding or skiing right now, so we'll uh, we'll let you go on that, but but thank you. Always, always great chatting with you. Hey, thanks a lot, Mitch. I hope our, our, our uh, audio here wasn't too bad, and thank you very much for all the support through the years. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. And uh, there you go. Have a good one. All right. Cheers. Have a nice day. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks. The uh, very first episode of uh, Mitch LaFon, Rockstars in Cars Getting Coffee. Or, or something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, big thank you to John Bush for making the time. And uh, there you have it, folks. We're done. Uh, please check out Carpe Noctum from Armored Saint. And uh, if you haven't ever 
checked out the Anthrax albums with uh, John Bush, please uh, do yourself a favor and check that out. And while you're checking me out, or checking things out, head over to Twitter, at Mitch LaFon, Instagram, at Mitch underscore LaFon, or uh, just use uh, the Google. Yeah, that's right, the Google. We love that uh, that thingy-majig. It's, it's a great contraption. Uh, well, I'm out of stuff to say. So uh, bye for now. See you next time. Cheers. Oh, my.